What up, what up, fantasy football hustler back at you. Hey, what's happening? This is Bogart Scott Freak. Give me money. Oh, oh, is the Maddie Daddy. And we are bringing you some dynasty talk. If you didn't check out our last couple episodes, make sure you jump back on YouTube. Go check them out. But for now, we are talking about some dynasty sleepers. I don't really like the term sleeper because we all know hundreds and hundreds of players. These are just the guys that you are going to get at an extreme value in your draft. Each of us have a running back. Each of us have a wide receiver. And we're letting Bogart Scott Free lead it off. Who you got at running back? Hey, Devin Singletary. That's who I'm going with. I mean, people that aren't aware of Devin Singletary in fantasy probably didn't have him and and, and weren't aren't aware of, of how he finished strong. You know what I mean? And, and, you know, when you look at that team, they are a pass first team, but they do throw the ball to Singletary out of the backfield as well. So it's a guy on a high powered offense that you're going to get in double digit rounds in dynasty startups. Give me Devin Singletary for the win. Oh yeah. So Devin Singletary, let's talk about him being left for dead last year. You know, you got Zach Moss coming in, looking like he's going to be the future of it. And then it's a complete 180 to where Zach Moss was nothing in the second half of the season. They kept pounding Devin Singletary after it started getting cold. Mm-hmm. Like you said, Bogey, like, man, giving them those passes, that, that's what we need out of him. He was getting like 18 touches a game. I mean, I don't got the exact numbers. Probably should have in front of me. But, I mean, everybody, I mean, if you know, you know, bro. When we were Singletary, it's it's just getting a piece of that offense at a value. And, and you know, with the hopes that he is the guy – who gets the, the lion's share of the workload because he, he he's he has been. I mean, they drafted Moss in the same round the following year uh, as they drafted Singletary. That was the third round. And, you know, so people were on the Moss hype, like, listen, Moss about to overtake him. They gave him plenty of opportunity to, to do so. But because of injuries and just outright being outplayed, Singletary supplanted himself. And, and you know, you know, if you're doing a dynasty startup right now, like I said, he's going into double digits. You know what I mean? And I never thought I, I would be so upset to not be able to get my hands on a late, late Singletary like I was in the draft that we're in right now. You know what I mean? I was kind of hot about that. Well, like you guys said, Singletary, RB20 on the season. This guy put up fantasy points. If you're getting him this late in startup drafts, he's only 24. They call him the motor for a reason. It's just – You have to worry about Josh Allen. How much is he running the rock? But we've seen just gradually over time his pass has improved. So, yeah, Singletary right now, if you're looking for an RB2, this one seems rock solid. Hell, yeah. Where you're getting them is definitely a steal of a deal. All right, Maddie, let's hear your running back. I'm excited about this one. Woo! This is what we call fourth most yards after contact, second best broken tackle rate. And this guy – is playing on a run-heavy team, stout defense. I'm talking about the six-foot, 240 pounds of steel, sex appeal. Wait, wait for it. The Tower of Power, too sweet to be sour. Yeah, we're talking Ramondre Stevenson. It's like the uh, ultimate intro. Anyways, let's keep it going, though. This guy showed past chops. We've got Harris in the last year of his deal. Multiple injuries. I'm talking about a guy you can get in the ninth round of your startup. We're talking about a second-year running back. And, guys, connect the dots. Harris, last year of his deal, Belichick system. We've seen LeGarrette Blunt 
Let's see more Ramondre Stevenson. A fun fact, Ramondre Stevenson, when he was being interviewed at the, the pro day, because, you know, they didn't have combine last year. And, uh, you know, when, when, you know, Belichick and them, they, they talked to the kid and he told them his favorite running back uh, that he emulates his style off of was LeGarrette Blunt. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, I don't, I, I don't think that was just something he was saying to butter up New England to be like, hey, draft me. You know what I mean? Like, because you see it on the field. He's like a shifty LeGarrette Blunt. Like, he's like LeGarrette Blunt if he's he was quick, like too. athletic. Yeah. Pass chops. I mean, that's you look at bold Brandon Bolden, James White, Sony. This guy started out like fourth on the depth chart, had a key fumble in the beginning and limited work, but you really saw him come alive those last seven or eight games. And I think with the pass chops, like you said, being a bulldozer, I could see 200 carries over a thousand yards rushing easy. Yeah, and I mean, Damian Harris is still going to be there, so that's going to be a thorn in everyone's side, and he could do it all, but the Patriots' way is to deploy multiple running backs, so that's another reason why you're going to be able to get Stevenson out of value, because you know that he's not going to be a 300-touch you know, workhorse back, but we don't need him to be. He keeps getting those receptions. They get him out in space like they did. We saw him run between the tackles. We saw him get to the outside. He can pretty much do it all. You got to love him. What do you have, 50, uh, uh, 100 carries? How many how many rush attempts did he have? Um, I know he had a five point yard per carry. Yeah, over six hundred wow. rush yards, five touchdowns. Because I, I mean, know that was all during a span. But you saw twenty carries, a hundred yards, two touchdowns against Cleveland. Cleveland's not the worst defense. I, I, the reason I'm bringing this up is because you know what I'm saying I think the roles will reverse. I think I think I think Harris is the guy that that takes the back seat. As far as the, uh, he's still going to get a lot of work, but you know Stevenson, he's he's going to be the guy around uh, in and around 200 carries. You know what I mean? Right. Well, and, the snaps uh, there, you look at it, 50 percent. Belichick likes to split it down the middle, and you're taking you know what Stevenson did in a small sample size. So take that into consideration. We've seen you know a 15 touchdown year out of Damian Harris. Say you have to wait a year. And let's say Damon Harris leaves. Stevenson's the lead back. Oh, yeah. It's Dynasty, baby. Let's go. You know what yep. I mean? And so in uh, in his first year, 133 rushes. He had 606 yards, 14 receptions for 123 yards. Now, let's say if a guy like Brandon Bolden, you know, wasn't there, how much would Stevenson be getting in the pass game? And guess what? Who's an unrestricted free agent this year? Brandon Bolden, he's probably not going to be there. It's going to be Stevenson coming in there and taking on the Brandon Bolden job in addition to the rushes that he was getting. So I see him flirting with over 200 touches, um, you know, total, just like you said, maybe not all rushes, but 150, yeah, yeah. 150 attempts, maybe 50 receptions, something like that. We're talking RB2 gold right there. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And um, New England going all the way back to with Tom Brady. And, and, and through their little stint with uh, Cam and even last year with Damian, I mean, what's his name? Um, Young Mac, mm -hmm. right? They, uh, they, they still are at the top of the league as far as rush attempts when you're down there in on the five on early downs. You know what yeah. I mean? Like they trying to run that thing in first before they're trying to throw it when they're down there. You know what I mean? Yep, so, you yeah. know, I, yeah, double, flirting with double-digit touchdowns, it is not something I wouldn't be surprised. 
You know what I mean? I'm not I'm not surprised if if Stevenson winds up with double digit touchdowns, bro. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Now my running back. I know the Bogart's going to like this one. A guy who you can get very, very late because of what happened last year. A sophomore coming in this year who did absolutely nothing in his first <laughs> year. Trey Sermon from where they drafted him. Everything was just kind of working against him last year. All the injuries that kind of happened, you know, randomly and um, just propelled Elijah Mitchell, you know, to the front. Guys like Mostert, you know, getting hurt in the preseason. He was like, I don't know, like what, like fifth on the depth chart, you know, going into the preseason. So he had a lot of things working against him. I think in year two, he is really going to take this turn, get a, get a lot more work than he did last year. And coming into the season, he's going to be number two on the depth chart, right, right behind Elijah Mitchell to start. And I think it's really going to be a battle in the preseason for them, duking it out for 1A and 1B in this running back offense. With these running backs, Hustler, Bogard, because we're talking Stevenson, we're talking Sermon, Singletary's kind of undervalued just because of the name. Mm -hmm. We're talking about guys that were taken late as like our RB two threes, maybe fours. What? It, let's just talk draft capital for a second. Obviously, you're not floating a first round. Are you willing to get rid of a second round uh, rookie pick for taking a stab at one of these running backs? I don't think you would. Well, on Stevenson, you'd probably have to. I mean, yeah. someone might just want more. I mean, young running back like him who uh, right. only has, you know, more potential than he showed last year. But I bet a guy like Trey Sermon, depending on the team's running backs that you're going after, maybe mm -hmm. throwing an RB plus a pick this year and a late pick next year, you know, maybe a, a third this year and a second next year, or, you know, vice versa. But okay. I feel like you shouldn't even have to come off a first round draft pick and you might not even be have to come off a second either. It just depends on the league structure, depends on the team that has them. Gotcha. Oh, yeah. And um, I do want to say in that same draft I was talking about, Hustler, he got both Stevenson and then he got Sermon. And and in two instances where he, he sniped me twice. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> he practices what he preaches. Yeah, we don't just talk this shit. We practice what we preach and just yeah, for a little bit of context. I'm fucking upset about that, right? Woo! Just for a little bit of context. Now, this is an IDP league and it is a super flex. So maybe, you know, just take away a round or two from these guys. But I got Stevenson in the beginning of the 12th round. Like, talk about value there, you know, double digit mm -hmm. rounds. Absolutely. And I got Trey Sermon at the beginning of round 18. We're Ooh. talking freebies. We got, we do have 19 starters in this league, but. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't. He's he's penciled in to be a running back on my bench as of the season starting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's the best part. They're sleepers. You're just trying to buy pennies on the dollar. Then that way you can flip these guys when they do have bright spots. Or like a Stevenson or a Sermon, they might recover from that draft capital. So, and And here's... I mean, especially if you're going into, um, you know, year two of a dynasty or year three. Guys who got Devin Singletary, if you started last year, they got him really late. So that value is just bumped up. So you should be able to move off him, you know, if you wanted to. Guy like Trey Sermon. Anybody who has Trey Sermon from last year is probably really, really pissed because of how high they drafted him. Now you get him at the other end of the spectrum right. where he's being so much underdrafted that if he shows any kind of a decent preseason that value's instantly going up before the season even yeah. starts. I mean, 
what people don't know too is that as a rookie in COVID, right? Him and he goes with Big Bruh Ayuk, you know, sophomore, but Big Bruh because he's been in the league for a year. They go out on a Saturday night, the night before the game against Detroit, to open up the season. And he got thrown, and they didn't get caught. But you know, with all the COVID protocols, that could have shut down the whole team for real. You never know. So they got put right into the doghouse. And then Mitchell just, pun intended, ran away with it. Because, you know, in that same game where they, they, they make Sermon a healthy scratch to start the year, you know, I mean, his rookie campaign, he was a healthy scratch to start the year. And then it's Elijah Mitchell who's going to be the number two, but then Mostert, first series of, of, of the game for the Niners. He's he season and an injury. All right, enough with these running backs. Let's get to these wide receivers because everyone is always trying to find a late wide receiver that is going to make your team boom. Who you got, Bogey? Oh, Josh Palmer, <laughs> that's right, yes. All right, Josh Palmer only had about 300-something 300, uh, receiving yards in his rookie campaign he had 33 receptions and he had a, he had a couple tugs but the reason I bring up Josh Palmer is because they just they just signed back Mike Williams so in dynasty startups people are going to forget about good old Josh Palmer but man Josh Palmer was drafted to be the incumbent that fills in after Keenan Allen that Keenan Allen role that's what Josh Palmer was, was was drafted to be, and if you remember, Josh Palmer, he was you know he was seeing uh, he was losing playing time to guys like Jalen Guyton because Jalen Guyton he, he he has a different role, an outside field stretcher. But once once Keenan Allen uh, missed a couple games because of the COVID, Josh Palmer stepped in and played that role. You know what I mean? And and, and listen, philosophy is one thing you can't change, and 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 like I said, they still have Keenan Allen. But to, to get a guy like, I mean, I, he's going to double digits, you know what I mean? And this guy is is connected to to uh, Justin Herbert, you know what I mean, who led the league in pass attempts last year. 17 games, granted, first time we've ever seen that. But he has 672 pass attempts, if I remember correctly, you know what I mean? Like, and, 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 and listen, I, I'm saying that this is a throwing ass offense, bro. You know what I mean? He, and he, I just said, I know he, he lost playing time to, to Jalen Guyton, but he can still work his way into those three wide receiver sets. You know what I mean? I'm saying Josh Palmer is a WR in the making. And, and, and Keenan Allen, who I think has maybe two, two years at most, maybe they even trade him away sooner enough because they have a Josh Palmer. I'm telling you, bro, Palmer gave me money. Ooh, love it. When you see, you look at this team, the way it's built, it's pass heavy. Eckler's there. You have these aging players, but you got Herbert. You're going to have Palmer on the same page. And if this guy can do, be just a wide receiver too in LA, he's a boom for fantasy. I love it. I love Palmer's value right now because let's just say Mike Williams decides he wants to hang out for one more year. You still have him and Keenan Allen not getting any younger. So to me, I, I think this is a safe pick, and I think it's one, even if it doesn't pay off this year, it's definitely has the potential to boom week six, week seven. You never know. Mm -hmm. it's, it's funny you mentioned Jalen Guyton. He's a restricted free agent. Is he someone that they're going to resign? I mean, he was on their practice squad, you know, before Herbert really got up there. Like, if you remember that big game in 2020 versus yeah, the Yeah, I was going to say this. 
This goes back to the to the twenty twenty. Yep. Guyton got put on the map. He like came off the practice squad that game, and mm-hmm. Herbert goes crazy. for like three hundred and three touches and hit him with that crazy long one. I feel like Palmer is going to find his way into this offense in year two. A lot of bullshit, you know, when it comes to rookie wide receivers, and especially with like Mike Williams staying healthy pretty much the most part of the year. I feel and like now I'm getting not- a bag too, as well. You know what I mean? And I don't like to wish injury upon anybody, but Mike Williams just has a history of his big ass jumping up and getting injured, you know, when he comes down. So if he misses any time, Palmer is going to be in there like swimwear. And why do I feel like Mike Williams is, he's like viable to get hurt because now that he has the bag, he's like, all right, now that we got the bag. Like it just happens that way all the time. Like I said, I'm not trying to wish injury on the guy, but. Josh Palmer's just a hell of a value to get connected to that offense. And then, like I said, and Keenan Allen, he's only getting older. You know what I mean? And with the the, the amount of three wides that they go, you know what I mean? Palmer is going to find his way onto the field more often. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right, Maddie, who you got as your wide receiver sleeper that needs to be on everyone's radar? Guys, think 16th round, 17th round startup. I can see it now. The NFL's evolving. Everybody's trying to find that new hotness, you know, whether it's a scrambling quarterback, a tight end that plays receiver, or a wide back, a.k.a. a Debo Samuel, a wide receiver that can line up in the backfield. And if you're looking for a wide back and you're digging in the 16th hell, you want to jump ahead to the 15th, 14th, 25-year-old Curtis Samuel. This guy has put up wide receiver two numbers in the past. We're talking about a guy who came out of college with 4-3 speed. You know, air yards, wide receiver 11 in 2019. This guy has 41 rushing attempts. In every game he played in 2020 other than one, he rushed the ball. So you're going into Riviera's offense. There's just so much upside with Curtis Samuel. So much, but it's all about price, injury, everything. A lot of things to take and consider. But this is a dart throw, guys. Could pay off wide receiver, you know, 60 with wide receiver 15 upside. See, I, I like this one because, you know, I mean, when you said the air yards in 2019, you know, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like he was with, uh, what's that, what's that man's name? He's horrible. Uh, he, he was with Kyle Allen throwing him the ball. You know what I mean? And Kyle Allen was just, you know, just missing him. You know what I mean? <laughs> and like, but see, it's the same offense, you know, with Scott Turner and then Rivera. It's that same regime over there in Washington. You know what I mean? So I figure as soon as they can get him right, they're going to go back to using him that same way. He's a gadget guy out of the backfield, but also a field stretcher. You know what I mean? Like the guy got free agent. I mean, things to consider. Logan Thomas literally towards ACL like last week of the season. So you take into all these, and you look at Taylor Heineke, he can't throw deep. Let's just say they suck, and they have that same quarterback, which God hopes. I don't like to wish shitty quarterbacks on anybody, but (laughs) there's wrestling promos. Anyways, Taylor Heineke can't throw the deep ball. Just opens up more opportunities for Curtis. The reason why I think that this is even a dart throw right now is because as of now, it is Heineke. We go back to last year before the preseason. It's Ryan Fitzpatrick. I mean, everyone had Curtis Samuel marked in as like a top (laughs) 20 guy, you know? So, I mean, one year removed, he didn't play too much because of injury. Ryan Fitzpatrick wasn't the quarterback, so it didn't matter anyways. I feel like if you have a startup starting like anytime soon, 
you better take a shot on a guy like Curtis Samuel because once they get a good quarterback in there, the dart throw, you know, that's going to be out of there. He is going to be drafted as a top 25 at the position or very, very close. All right. We made it all the way to the end. And I got to talk about Brandon Cooks. The only reason this guy is a sleeper is because he keeps moving around so much and because of the one year where he had like two concussions in one year and everybody's like, oh, he's Mr. Concussion. He's never going to go a season without getting hurt. All this guy does is throw up 1,000-yard receiving seasons, and it doesn't matter who the QB is because he's done it with guys like Breeze. He's done it with guys like Tom Brady. He's done it with guys like Jared Goff, you know? So, I mean, you can literally go down the list. doesn't matter how good, how bad. What did he do last year with the Texans? Left for dead, goes for a thousand. Dude, so I love it. This is like Mike Evans 2.0, just a disrespected player that you're getting super late, and he's a lock for production. Like you said, doesn't matter who his quarterback is. This guy is a lethal dose of wide receiver too, and I love it. In that same draft. That's probably one of the bright spots is that I got Brandon Cooks. When did I get Brandon Cooks? It was double digits for sure. So Brandon Cooks. I just love – that's my biggest problem with receiver, man. There's so many of them. It's like 60 of them already or 50, and then you bring in this draft class on top of how valued next year's draft class is. I I, want to say something. When when they bring in a crop of receivers, right, not – we might get like one, like look at last year. Who do we get? We got Jamar Chase, we got Amon Ross, Waddle, and Amon Ross. Elijah Moore looked good in a little bit of work. Elijah Moore, yeah. But see, see, okay. you got him in the you got him at the end of the twelfth round. Yeah. Okay. See, I had it right. It was the twelfth. I like it. It's a steal, dude. Yeah. yeah. Rounds. And he's he's twenty eight, turning twenty nine. But I I I like to argue this is like prime. This is the prime age. Yeah, I think you can go. Receivers. Like they're they're honed they they're honed their skill. You know what I mean? They're way smarter at this point. You know what I mean? Like Brandon 31. Cook. 31 is where I think the drop off is 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 where it starts cuz I I feel like I mean a guy like Cooper Cup 29. You know is anyone going to say he's washed? He looks like he could do the same. He had the best year at 29. Like I said, this I feel like that's when this is when they're in their prime. Devontae Adams Right now, Stephon Diggs. Right now, the, all these guys are that that age. Um, help me out, Tyreek Hill. Is he oh. that age? Is Tyreek Hill in that in that age range? I think he's twenty eight. I was playing. Yeah. Um, so he's old in that Madden, and I had I just played Madden. I hadn't played in like a year, and I played uh, as the Chiefs. And you do that first play action pass to Tyreek Hill, and I was like, God bless America. Like I just want him on the. <laughs> Like that, that Hail Mary throw where he just runs past everybody. You know what's crazy about Tyreek Hill, real quick, is that like it's just so like like you know, a feline in the wild, right? Is one of the fiercest animals, you know what I mean? Like the you know, just you know, wild cats, right? Like like a jaguar or something like that, and like or a panther, and like we're like their their quick t- twitch muscle system is incredible, and like you know what I mean, and like the fact that he's able to have been that fast for so long and, and, and not, and have not too, like maybe last year is the first year he was really popping up with some, 
some soft tissue injuries here and there because he's still going fast as fuck. You know what I mean? But damn, it's 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 amazing that he's been able to do that for that long. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. So he's don't like, he, he really is a cheetah. <laughs> so don't give up on these wide receivers once they turn 27, 28. Like like Bogey said, that is prime time. They start getting to 31, 32, then maybe you pump the brakes a little mm-hmm. bit. But it's these running backs, you know, that that's really who you got to get when they're young. And that's we met we mentioned three young guys. You know, for you. But here's our big list. The dynasty sleepers you need to be on the lookout for. Get them on your radar. We got Devin Singletary. We got Ramondre Stevenson. We got Trey Sermon. Then for the wide receivers, we got Josh Palmer, Curtis Samuel, and Brandon Cooks. You're going to be able to get all these guys at a late steal in your dynasty startup. We're getting the hell out of here. We got more videos coming up this week, so make sure you are on the lookout hit the subscribe button hit the notification button and yeah be on the lookout for everything because this trio is going to be the hottest trio in dynasty fantasy football this offseason hey are you ready jerry i'm ready i just want to make sure you're ready brother show me the money oh you didn't know every day i'm hustling every day i'm hustling every day i'm hustling my shoes on, you wouldn't last a mile. Summertime, when it's time, I'm on the grind. Yeah, I got the ring, I'm the champ, I'm the genie of the lamp. This is the gift I was given, so I just live by my Okay, let's go smoke that joint.